out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. It's Saturday, day 13 of the last 100 days of call-in here on the call-in app and network. It's going to invite some people. Dar, dar, dar. Um, so we've got, hey, Brady, good to see you. So if you don't mind inviting a few people to the show, um, I would love to take your call. Hello, Brady. What's up? Hello. How's it going? Well, today I have made the topic. Vote- not <laughs> only do I not trust um, the voting, voting machines, machines, I don't trust the whole and, process. Uh, yeah, the voting machines are super screwy. We've known it for them? years, like decades Why? now, that like 12-year-olds have been able to hack them. Um, the companies that produce them are super shady and connected to really shady individuals. I wish I had all my information with me. But um, I think it was like Blackstone. Was that what the company that was making the voting machines? Two thousand nine. Yeah, it was two thousand nine. It's twenty twenty two now. Yeah. Um, I I don't really we know right changed now, but anything. I did meet the like, woman. If anything, they've the woman just gotten easier hacked, to hack. Um, the entire book about um hacked voting machines in two thousand nine lives here in Austin, Texas. At least she did in two thousand nine. I don't know where she is now. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I did use a voting machine uh, yesterday. I confess that, you know, there was a preliminary, like, tick box. There's also some really hinky stuff going on with the vote uh, in general uh, here in in the county. I I think I'm in a a gerrymandered district. Like, for instance, if I go and I punch in my zip code with the last four, it will pull up representation as Chip Roy, okay? But when I went to go vote yesterday, um, I got three candidates, and none of them were Chip Roy. <laughs> so it's possible because of the population explosion. <coughs> they assigned temporary uh, representation to his district, but the district is being redistricting, redistricted right underneath us, and there's no like general awareness given to the to the voters the other this problem exactly was exactly the complaint i heard on tiktok today i've heard tiktokers complaining of the exact same thing okay the other the other problem was is that there were several uh district five candidates hovering around the polling place where i was they were there yesterday i mean like vultures like hovering stephanie bazan bill wright People instructing you on how to vote. I'm like, this is insane. I've never seen this in the history of my life, voting. They're usually instructed to stay away from the polls, not so much. Um, <clears throat> but men, they were out there. And, of course, the, the, the line to vote was wrapped around the block. And um, this particular voting machine, I, I decided to, to give it a chance and go with it because of, because it generated a paper record. And then they generated two records, possibly three. So there, there was a record from the selection. You go to the box and you punch in your vote. Okay, it pumps out um, a digital 
like printout the account a paper account of your vote and then that is fed into a secret lockbox so they keep two records the paper record and the electronic record and it's seemingly more secure because there is a paper record that way in case it's like a backup in case the other record is not is lost the other problem that I found about this particular race is that okay I had district 5 city council members hovering like vultures but they were not on my ballot I am in this I'm in the county of Austin or Travis County and then there was not a single I not mayor and not a single uh, you know council member I'm in district they just didn't put them on the ballot so I didn't get to vote for any council members or my mayor yet I'm in their city and I'm in their jurisdiction so that that's gonna put me into a very strange conflict unless Menchaca which is the the town you know the, the South Austin area where I live decides to become its own maybe it is maybe it's in the process of becoming its own um, city entity you know because it's on the border of Hayes County and Travis County it's right there in a weird um, sandwich where again there's a lot of fluctuating uh, <clears throat> occasion but there were three candidates on the ballot uh, to vote for for congressional representation so that they could they could bill us for the taxes of course um, but something is hinky something be hinky going on there there Brady so I'm, I'm glad to be talking to another Texan about this um, what's been your experience have you voted like this election are you there hey Brady I got to vote early for Delilah Barrios for governor, and I saw mm -hmm. a lot of third party, a lot more third party names on the ticket. On the ballot. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. That was nice, and it felt good. And But I talked to Delilah on the phone, and I said, hey, I voted for you. And she mentioned that there was a local news station in, I think, Austin, where they had sent a message out to all the candidates for governor to put a little you know, video clip together uh, just to represent yourself. Apparently, the only candidate to respond was the Libertarian candidate. But Delilah told me that she did not receive an invitation at all. So I called the news station up and I was like, hey guys, how exactly did you guys invite Delilah to submit her segment? Because she said she didn't even uh, receive an invitation. They're like, oh, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. We'll get right on that, yada, yada, yada. Um... I still need to send the recording of that call to Delilah so we can get to the bottom of it and hopefully get her to at least have a you're, segment. You're welcome the, to air it here, too. too. Yeah. Because you know, uh, if you send me the sound the file, file, I'll just air it right here, right here in the public Dude, record. Let's see if we can do that. You want to see if yeah. we can do that? Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Okay, go to your email. I'm going to send you my email. I was going to say, you want to just try to play it right now over the phone? Okay, yeah. If you can upload it to the soundboard, there's the little note, little S at the top next to any room. Okay, what you do there is you upload new sounds, you punch the plus sign. Interesting. Okay, hey, can you mute your mic because there's, there's echoing in the, in the background. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Okay, so you hit the plus for upload new sound. Okay, what that does is that'll uh, it'll give you two bars there. One is tap to upload. You hit that one and then 
it will bring the file up, but it's it's got to be in your phone, okay? And then you title it something like Call with Delilah or something, and then you hit save. It can be a public sound, <clears throat> which means that I can I can actually reach for it. I'll I'll go for the never catalog. Been able to, I've never and, been able to um, find the soundboard sound, function on this app. I don't know if it's my phone then, or um, what. Punch but, the name of the sound file. Um, I don't seem to have the same it, buttons as and then everyone else play it does. On the show. Well, it's at the top. Go ahead, Brady. Oh, plus. Is it? Do you have the, the down arrow button. Compartment with a, a, an arrow. Well, it's at the top. There's a note plus. Do you have the, yeah, the down arrow I don't button? I have those options. This, uh, Maybe you have it as the host, a, but I don't. But what I can do is I can just play it straight from my phone on my speakers in my car. Plus next to it, and, and I think that might work. At the top of the... <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Okay, if that doesn't, if that okay, the sound quality is like maybe four seconds in, if the sound quality is is not good, go ahead and send me the send me the sound the right file. One, I'll upload it one. to the network, and then you can use it later on your show. <clears throat> All right, let's let's give it a shot. I'll do my best. Uh, let's see. Um, this might be the one. Don't play any, obs- any obscene stuff on my show. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the wrong one. Um, so I know I have it in here somewhere. Uh, it's just in my... Camera. It'd be rad if it was. I found it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's try. I got it. Let's see. See if this works. You know, Brady, just just uh, nice. do your best. We'll, so we'll guys, find something to talk uh, about while you go find that. <clears throat> how exactly? I remember you all did a second oh, while back where you okay, reached good. out to some of the gubernatorial candidates for like a uh, response or a little uh, segment. And I was wondering exactly how you reached out to Delilah Barrios because she never received the invitation to speak. Oh, uh, I, I'm That's candidate was the only one that had a segment uh, apparently Beto O'Rourke didn't respond Greg Abbott didn't either but uh, according to Delilah she never even received an invitation okay what's your uh, name and number sir um, my name is Brady and you can reach me anytime at Blah 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 blah. Stop my number. Don't get my phone number. Y'all don't need my phone number. Zero. Blah blah blah. You don't need my phone number. Never remember. Don't listen to my phone number. Um. No, I'm just a curious uh citizen. Like. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm no no, but uh. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh getting back to me and maybe giving Delilah a second, a chance to put her voice out there because we're still in the early voting phases right now. And, you sounded like an angry uh, Muppet. She could, she could make a real difference <laughs> for Texas. It'd be nice to hear her voice at least. All right. Well, thank you very much. Likewise. Thank you. Okay. Green Party. Good call. So, so what? Uh, she was third party. What party? 
Green Party. Okay, that's fine. And, um, you know, it's all democracy, honestly. I actually went up to the, to the polls, and this was really weird because, again, this is the first election where I have been to the polls, <clears throat> and uh, the candidates were sitting right on top of me. So one of the existing uh, city council members approached me. I can't remember which one, <clears throat> but it would be good to know. Let me see if I can... Anyway, she said, she said, I'm endorsing this, this candidate who is further up the line, you know, that you should, you should vote for him and la, 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 la. And <clears throat> I said, well, you know, did you guys defund, vote to defund the police? Actually, nobody voted to defund the police. You know, and are you against putting, putting people, uh, mental health workers in the 311 center? I did that. And, of course, I had to tell her the reason why, uh, this whole system is not working out for me. I was rear-ended in June by a, in a hit and run. This kid knew he was going to get away with it. Hit and run. Hello, Lindsay. Good to see you. Another Austinite. And she was one of the people who 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 was there. Understood what happened. Okay. I called it in. They sent me to three one one. Okay, which is not nine one one. No police came out to a hit and run. Which response. is a crime. It's like a felony can you, crime. Can you mute your it's mic? Not a misdemeanor. Oh, sorry. It's a felony <laughs> crime. Okay, this it took me over two weeks to get a res- response. Can you can you mute your mic so that I can get? The- okay. Okay, it's good. Can can you can you mute your mic? Okay. So, I to- she knows what happens. She knows what happened, and she started to talk over me. Because she did not want me to talk about the the three one one center and getting cut off um, by three one one because they they it took them two weeks to get a a detective to call me about the matter post haste the day the way this normally goes in a normal situation where there's normal law enforcement hit and run call call nine one one police responds you know maybe twenty five to forty five minutes if if you know if they're delayed. Um, they show up, they issue a police report, you give them the information you have. In this case, I had the guy's uh, license plate tag. <clears throat> okay. And I I would give them the information and they would follow up on the, on the claim. That's it. Okay. That's what would happen in a normal situation. In this situation, they sent me to 311, which is for like non-emergencies. They sent me to the non-emergency line for a hit-and-run felony, okay? And then the person on the phone took some sort of file and said, we'll get back to you, okay? Then it was nearly 10 days, almost two weeks, I think, for uh, a detective to get back to me. The detective at the desk told me they were not going to uh, follow up or find a way to prosecute this person because... I said that I got upset with the driver because I got upset with the driver of the car and then they viciously questioned me about how I got the license plate. I said I got the license plate because I was running after the car as they were driving away. She asked me this twice and um, and then still told me to go pound sand like this is a non-prosecutable offense. 
Okay. She says, but you know what? Go go to your insurance company and report the matter. Okay. And then they reverse reported the matter. And let me tell you, I just got my car back out of repairs in October. The bill, everybody, for over $4,000 worth of damage to the back end of my car. Hit and run. Thank you, Austin, Texas. Not thank you. Okay. That is a reason to vote those people out of the Austin City Council. That is the reason to get a new mayor. New mayor, not on ballot. People for in the city council, not on my ballot. Live in Austin, Texas. Live in Travis County. Did not get any way to vote for those city council members. So I don't really know what's going on. But that's that's a technical issue. That's really not about the voting machines. You know, we can still talk about voting machines if you like. Go ahead, Brady. In fact, I'm going to pull you up into the speaker column. Because you're a good speaker. Maybe he'll just go for it. Hey, sorry, I'm just unloading some firewood. i got my hands kind of full right now. <laughs> okay, so you can join the speaker column if you like. I see Lindsay's with us. That's good to see you, Lindsay. hope everything's all right. You know, try to invite some friends. I did, I did my best. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people will will treat dissenting voices on the network who are not necessarily socialist heads like we are trying to do something wrong. <laughs> Anyways, the end of the story was that none of these these other people approached me. She said, "Well, you know, this candidate that was talking to me, trying to tell me how to vote, um, I had this, you know, Hong Kong democracy shirt." Because I'm sure people would would have probably tried to, you know, it's it's a weird time. So because people who don't necessarily agree with the democratic neoliberal diaspora might be accused of something stupid like being a Russian operative. Nobody's actually done that to me, of course, uh, not in in standing. But they do stand there like you've done something wrong and like you've taken a crap in front of them if it appears that you are of a pol- other political ilk. Okay? So, <clears throat> to look down the nose of one's, you know, bar, you know, puts you in a kind of a defensive place. It could, it could put you in a defensive place. I wasn't necessarily defensive. But to kind of speak down to me and, and like, here, little person, this is how you should vote. Go, go vote Democratic now. And, you know, I've dealt with that and dealt with that and dealt with that and dealt with that and dealt with that. And, you know, I voted for all R's and L's on my ticket. That's how that happened. So, (laughs) you know, it doesn't make me a racist to to vote for an L or an R on a ballot. Uh, It does make me rational because I'm sick of dealing with people who, who have intentionally horrible policies that have impacted my life. Into the thousands and thousands of dollars, thirty-five thousand dollars out of the four hundred one k gone by, uh, hiking interest rates, all of these things. You know, paying extra rent on your property. You know, all of those things are in the form of taxes, escalated taxes, indirect taxes. We just got this house. You know, we've been here what ten months, and. It's, you know, the HOA flipped over. And so it's going to be a new day. Uh, I just don't know why 
why we would have been excluded from that. So, so Lindsay, if you are interested in speaking, you're welcome to come up here and give a give your two cents on the voting machines that are out there. You can also just quickly grab some information from from the online set. <clears throat> voting machines are a a good tool if they work, uh, but it can't make the Secretary of State better. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, there's, there's the uh, fraudulent means of, of uh, I can tell you what it was like before. Mail-in vote was basically like throwing my vote in the trash. You know, the, the Secretary of State would say, you didn't vote. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, we didn't like your signature. So that's what I've dealt with in Democratic. Um, which, which is really weird because the Secretary of State was you know, a di- from a different party, but somehow they, all the Democrats in the state kissed her rear end. Um, like she, she was the one who, who certified the elections and made it okay. Well, it was, a, it was an election, an electorate that was predominantly Democratic all the time. And if you try to do something else other than be uh, neoliberal democratic as a candidate, they would they would find these like ways to kind of try to intimidate you and try to tell you, you know, it's a religion up there. Government becomes a religion for people who are essentially atheists, and you know, it replaces. If you have a faith, that's wonderful that you have a faith. You know, if you want to have a faith and, and be spiritual, there are lots of people who are unspiritual who have faiths. Um, it's not necessarily, but they do defer to something else other than government. People who have no faith and no religion will reach for government as their their locus of, of uh, universal control. Like the way that they exercise their will into the universe, or they get into magic. That's the other thing that they do. They they start get, getting into a cadre of people who believe that they are God, and um, which is not not necessarily the the most. Uh, I'd say that it's it's attached to a fair amount of delusion. Okay, if God is a, is one delusion, I would say that the more dangerous delusion of the two would be that someone insisting to you that they are God when they are in fact not God, okay? <laughs> That's a much harder hike in personal sanity and, you know, moral hygiene. Um, <laughs> because there's a lot of people who believe that they're God, they don't bathe regularly, they don't take out their own trash, they don't, you know, they don't take care of their kids, they don't, you know, they treat their animals terribly, you know, they're not necessarily good moral people. <laughs> But they still believe that they're God, and they want you to believe that, so... Uh, but this isn't really supposed to be about... This is supposed to be an AI technical show. So let me get let me get you some technical stuff. Tooth sweet on that, on that front. So let's get some voting machines. <sighs> voting machines. Hacked. Let me see if there's any reports of voting machines being hacked. <clears throat> 23 minutes into the sec, sec. Thought 
Hey, Brady, are you still delivering firewood or what? Nearly done. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to punch this up. So, uh, you hear any new developments in the Pelosi story? Yeah. Yeah, I have. There's, uh, there's some emerging data. Could your vote be hacked in North Carolina? Okay, 1018 of 2022 USA News report shows voting susceptible to hacking. Doesn't necessarily show you which... Which machine specifically? Okay. I think that there's... Okay, so this is USA News. The big uh, white suburban women flee Democratic Party. <laughs> um, a big smiling mug of Elon Musk taking out the trash. And then here's Tucker Carlson with what happened in there. That's the uh, <clears throat> picture of Paul Pelosi next to Michael DePap. Got to figure that one out. News Junkie Paradise, what finger Donald Trump with two thumbs up? Okay, this is a right-wing news site, and there's no data on the voting machines being hacked. All right. <clears throat> LA Times, voting machine data breaches raise midterm worries. That seems legit. Don't care that it's LA Times. They still do some decent reporting every now and then. But they want me to be a subscriber to look at it. Ow! Let's see here. Voting machine hacking. Hey, Politico! They give a darn. The voting machine hacking, the threat you probably haven't heard about. Modems help election officials report results quickly, but security experts say they're too dangerous to trust. Okay. There's a, there's a largely overlooked hacking target that could help those who want to sow doubt. And this is... Eric Geller, responsible reporter on this matter. Cybersecurity. I know this guy's work. He is good. He would not lie to you. Okay? There's a largely overlooked hacking target that could help those who want to sow doubt about vote tallies in November. Cellular modems that transmit unofficial election night results. So, it's the tallies. It's the... <clears throat> the data collection around the modem tallying. The modems which send the vote data from precincts to central offices using cell phone networks oh, help election officials satisfy the public's demand for rapid results, but putting any networking connection on an election system opens up new ways to attack that it doesn't that don't require physical access to machines, and security experts say the risks aren't worth the rewards. You're counting on a bunch of infrastructure to deliver data back and forth, and it's well within the capabilities of nation-state hackers to break into that infrastructure, said Dan Wallach, a Rice University computer science professor who has repeatedly exposed, exposed flaws in election equipment. <clears throat> He's a pen tester. While tampering with unofficial results wouldn't actually corrupt an election's outcome, it could fuel misinformation about both the accuracy of the vote tally and integrity of the process. That's a particular concern since the 2020 election in which then-President Donald Trump seized on large discrepancies between early returns and final vote counts to falsely allege widespread fraud. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I have had a lot of gummy throughout in the last like four days and I want to apologize to the listening audience <laughs> and anyone who listens to this afterwards I am so sorry so uh, at least six states Florida Illinois Iowa Massachusetts Michigan and Minnesota use modems to transmit results in a combined 36 counties according to a political survey Rhode Island uses them statewide and Washington DC uses them citywide Wisconsin which the nonprofit election integrity group verified voting identified as using modem equipped devices did not respond to inquiries so it's not necessarily the machines it's the transmission of the results which makes a lot more sense to me at this day and age um, while there no been, been no reports of modems being hacked in previous elections the vulnerabilities are well known and the hackers have the tools to exploit them and the mere existence of these modem vulnerabilities could make it easier for Trump allies to disrupt midterm elections and future contests with more unfound hacking claims say some former election officials so paper balloting is the only insurance plan that you have <clears throat> it's the only insurance plan that you have so if you have any better balloting access experience or you know would like to convey your experience about these things you're invited to come say something otherwise um, this has been a relatively short show and I'll just leave a link to this in the in the comment section I really appreciate um, Mr. Brady Brady Crow coming up here and showing some of the election discrepancies <clears throat> It's, it's a good post-mortem. It's the reason why we have, you know, social media that gives us an opportunity to at least tell what, tell the story, tell what happened. Um, but there shall be no taxation without representation. So with that, I appreciate everyone who has joined and anyone who listens in the future. Sorry about the gummy throat. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> with that, this has been the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. We'll see you on Monday. Adam. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.